everybody has a sense that any type of organization needs to be more conscious and intentional around the positive and or negative impacts that they are having that might be social environmental and how they need to shift those towards the positive hello and welcome to the impact insiders podcast the podcast that explores real life examples of people and organizations that are making an impact my name is Masai Kirsten and i'm the operations manager at relative today we are talking to gabrielle habiton to talk about relative's journey where it started, where it is today, and what the goals are for the future. Relative was started by Colin and Gabrielle Habiton, partners in life and business, a few years ago in 2008. It has grown to now having affiliates in New Zealand and Canada, as well as a foundation through which certain social impact initiatives are supported. Relative serves a variety of different clients in three key areas, impact management and measurement, resource mobilization and strategic communications. With us today is Gabrielle Hamilton, co-founder and director of Relative. Gabrielle and I have been working together for more than two years now, and I'm excited to hear about Relative's journey from the person with the heart and the brain behind it all. Welcome, Gabrielle. Thanks, Marseille. And yeah, as I mentioned, Relative was started by Gabrielle and her husband, Colin. So Gabrielle, firstly, I just want to find out, before we start talking about relative, what is it like starting a business with your husband? Um, I think that's a very good question because I think that certainly has shaped a lot of how we've worked over the years. Um, I think I'm probably giving my age away now, but something that comes to mind is... Um, growing up in the era of Dirty Dancing, the movie, yeah, is we had to figure out quite quickly and early, you know, whose dance space? This is my <laughs> dance space and this is your dance space and what's the structure that holds it and holds us and, you know, so the frame and everything. And I think especially with avoiding things spilling over into personal life and how do you, you know, have some boundaries and where those parameters begin and end and our different strengths and how to really play to them and enable each other um, to kind of operate to our fullest potential has been um, a learning journey that we are still on. And still learning more things about how we can work better together and better support each other. So I would say it's um, it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine at the beginning, especially, you know, trying to figure out who does what and not talking about work 24-7 could be difficult. Absolutely. But here you are today, a few years <laughs> along the line. So, Gabrielle, now more about Relative. I want to know, back in 2008, where did this idea come from to start Relative? Going back into (laughs) my memory box. In 2008, so Colin and I were both um, obviously working at that time. So I was working very much in the development space, kind of very much in the the impact um, 
impact management space already effectively, um, working specifically around um, due diligence and, and how to allocate um, social investments effectively and a lot of kind of programs and, and work around that with um, some very pioneering um, leaders at the time. At the same time, Colin was working in the corporate environment and um, he was really coming from you know, years of experience in the corporate world. Um, he sat on some boards in terms of um, that were really focused at social investment at the time. And he was really working in the space around incentives and loyalty programs. And so really kind of that relational economic side of things. And so we were working in quite different spaces we had known each other personally uh, many years before through my sister, actually. And um, we had met up again then in 2008 and started speaking about, you know, where we were and what we were passionate about and what really interested us. And basically that first conversation set us on a track both for our personal relationship <laughs> development, but also very much around the idea for relative and we really just saw the the kind of um, passion that we both had around how we can really use the skills and the experience that we um, had in our respective fields uh, to really make a difference for kind of end beneficiaries and and really organizations of various shapes sizes etc in terms of how we can just help kind of things progress and we saw a real opportunity to combine our skill sets to leverage those things and really try some different things and take a different approach in terms of really focusing on you know, how we can look at organizations in terms of the relationships that they have and how those relationships can be leveraged and really looking at almost like a relational economics um, approach, a model actually that Colin, Colin had developed. And so we started exploring some of those things. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that the two of you came from sort of different backgrounds. The type of work that you were doing were very similar, but he was in a corporate, you were more in the development space. So it's very interesting that those two came together. Yeah, and I think that's also, you know, what Relative focuses on, diversity in, type of, in terms of clients. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting for me. Um, and Gabrielle, then I want to know, in your experience, what have you found organizations struggle with most? And then if you can also elaborate, is that, you know, specific to types of organizations or just in general? Hmm. I think, yeah, it's a great question. Um, especially now, I think they just, you know, 2022, we've come through a pandemic, you know, there's lots been going on. I think organizations are struggling with a lot <laughs> and different yeah. types of organizations as well. So there is a lot. I think what's interesting in terms of to your question around different you know, different types of organizations, I think what we see consistently is that there's often more similarity than people think there is between different types of organizations, different industries. And I mean, I'm talking about, you know, from investors to implementers and from nonprofit to for nonprofit, shall I say, to for profit um, types of organizations. There's actually a lot of similarities in terms of the kinds of things that we see can be leveraged to really make a change within organizations and help them to, you know, have greater social environmental impact. And so that's something that we see is that, you know, so often there's this idea that, 
in a completely different you know these types of organizations and they have so little in common and you have to yeah. you know it's very kind of um siloed approaches to working with and within those types of industries and i think that we certainly are seeing that there's often more similarities than one would think which has been interesting to us in terms of where we are now if i think back to when we started i think everybody has a sense that any type of organization needs to be more um, conscious and intentional around the positive and or negative impacts that they are having. That might be social environmental and how they need to shift those towards the positive. Just to add to that, I think it's, it's interesting that you say that because I think you know, in the past, it wasn't really a focus point, you know, and a lot of organizations only focus on being profitable, you know, but now these days, it's very interesting to see that all of that shifts, the kind of goals that people have shift, and it's now more about impact. That's very interesting. Mm, Yeah, so there's definitely a lot more convergence in terms of those sort of strict boundaries in terms of thinking about only profit or only impact and and that um you know really there is is a lot more crossing over we're seeing that that is um is not something that we're having to convince people of whereas you know 10 years ago that that was often part of the starting point was almost you know particularly for organ organizations who might be operating more in a, in a for-profit kind of mindset was there was a sense that you know one needed to convince around certain elements and why they were important whereas I think now the, the starting point is everyone agrees it's important um, I think now the question is, you know, in terms of what a lot of people are struggling with is, so now we want to take action, we want to change, we want to be more impactful, we don't necessarily have the tools, the, the capabilities, um, you know, sometimes it's mindset, I think the, the nuances of what kind of entry point or what type of support people need might vary, but, you know, often it's just, you know, the, the assistance um, that they need to really start them on that journey. And, and really embed things within the organization so that they can really run with it on an ongoing basis. And yeah, so that's been really interesting to see that shift happening over time. I think now, and it gets, you know, more and more into the, the levels of detail. So, you know, one it's almost like one of those things is once people start on the journey, then they almost actually realize um, additional things that they need you know you don't know what you don't know so often exactly. once people start on the journey and then they see how beneficial for example having a theory of change um I know don't not everybody uses that term um you know a theory of change theory of transformation the point being some kind of strategy around what is the impact that you're trying to achieve and 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 how what are your milestones towards achieving that you know once once you've got that in place then you and you see how beneficial that can be for kind of shaping how you you achieve and how you implement your work once people start on that then you know you see how valuable the the kind of robust measurement can be to support that and you know once people get different pieces of the puzzle we see that they often get more inspired around um kind of the value of evidence um evidence to support decision making and really being confident about knowing what works and how and where they can change things 
Yeah, no, I think that's amazing. And what do you think is the reason for this change in focus of organizations be and being more impactful? I think there's a range of things, I think. And, and again, I think it does, um, you know, it's not necessarily the same everywhere. So I think there's some interesting things that we see, you know, obviously in different uh, context. So it might be in different countries, there'll be slightly different focus areas. So for example, what we see in South Africa is we live in a context where there just are such blatant, um, you know, struggles with inequality, poverty to just um, really unacceptable levels because of, you know, the past and um, there's so much to be done that it's almost impossible for even a business, even if you consider yourself to be a, a traditional business, you know, people almost can't get away from the fact that their potential client base is so disadvantaged that actually they don't have a sustainable client base potentially into the future unless they start to be part of some of those solutions. So I think certainly in a South African context, you know, there's really some very obvious things where change is just so 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 needed and so obvious that that kind of um, thing has really helped shift mm. thinking. I think, um, you know, there's some, you know, there's, there's always, you know, the carrot and the stick. So there's the, you know, sometimes we see that really kind of policy incentives and or imperatives can really help shift in behavior and certainly people, the way people think about things, um, you know, so for example, if um, there are specific requirements around supply chains and how you need to diversify supply chains, that starts to shift thinking as well. So those kinds of things are becoming um, more common as well. And um, certainly we're seeing shifts. Um, I mean, the evidence is also all around us from a climate change perspective. I think, again, it's just so obvious in terms of what is happening yeah. and the challenges that, that we are facing, the sense of urgency around that. That's also been a big contributor. Um, and with that, I think, you know, there's a lot of changes happening around requirements on sustainability and climate change reporting. So yeah. all of those things are kind of working together, I think, to really change how people view um, the work that they do and their role in the kind of environments in which they are operating and, and, and what they need to do in order to to either be, you know, really significant agents of change or even just to operate to achieve their own objectives, even if they're thinking kind of from, from a, a um, not selfish, but kind of a, you know, just in terms of their own business. They're just these really obvious things that, that you know, the fact that we operate in, within an ecosystem yeah. and are dependent on the environment in which we operate. Yeah. So tangible. Yeah, no, I think it's amazing that there has been this change. And um, now that we've looked at how it has changed, now I want to know what excites you about where the sector is going, so going forward? Um, I think, you know, certainly this kind of shift, the fact that it's top of mind for people, that it's topical, um, I think it's always great. It means that there are more people coming into the sector who are also looking to solve problems, which I think is great. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of um, cross-pollination happening as well. Um, you know, we mentioned at the beginning, Colin and I are coming from different backgrounds. I think that's a hallmark of how we think about things at, at Relative is that we like to see what's happening in other kinds of sectors. 
um, other industries that we can leverage and draw on. We love sort of multi-skilled teams and people. Um, so yeah, so so we see a lot of opportunity in terms of different people looking at these problems. I think when, when people are coming from different perspectives, we have new and exciting um, solutions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge part. Um, I think also it's really exciting it goes with that is just kind of the the consensus that's happening. So around things like impact management and really a lot of effort being put around common language, common frameworks, people working together. There's, there really are a lot of sort of networking and consensus building efforts that are happening, which is really helpful. It makes things very accessible to people mm-hmm. as well. It helps so- to really expand. Yeah, so sort of standardizing all of these things that you mentioned people used to struggle with, but now sort of still new, and so sort of standardizing that and making it accessible. Yeah, and the other thing that I think is just really excites me, almost personally about some of the work that we get to do, is I think we're just really seeing the opportunity to, to get sort of very involved as well in organizations and thinking right from you know, where we start with from the strategy and objectives that you're trying to achieve to really building capacity within teams and and making sure that their capabilities and um, kind of resources match and enable them to achieve those objectives. And, And I think that's also a result of the kind of commitment that we're seeing to people really wanting to to structure themselves and make sure that they have everything in place in order to achieve the social and environmental objectives. And that commitment we're seeing is, is really opening things up for us to, to really, really get involved in a very meaningful way, which is just great for us. Hmm. I think it's so exciting that that is where everything is heading and that's great. So Gat, in wrap up, I just want to know um, what is the most significant lesson that you've learned through this whole journey? interesting to reflect over such a long period of time yeah yeah Uh, I would have to say I think it is actually something that was really one of our early uh, hypotheses that we have become more and more convinced about which is great and that is um, the relationship side of things Mm. I think that you know I mentioned right at the beginning Colin was really working on and thinking a lot about relational economics is what we sort of spoke about in those early days. And in real terms, what that meant was we were really interested in relationships and, and we counted such a privilege to be involved with our clients. And we end up building such great relationships with our clients. We feel very fortunate with that. And our partners and, you know, everyone that we're working with, our team, a wonderful team. And, you know, just from, from top to bottom and inside and out, we just see more and more the value of relationships and how important um, that is. And really building those relationships and for us coming from a perspective of, of really being passionate about understanding our clients and what they need has been so valuable and we hear it time and again as feedback from our clients is that they they seem to feel that 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 kind of interest from our side in terms of really understanding who they are what they need and how we can help them 
and that that seems to be something that stands out to them and they experience and that that they you know often we hear mention of the experience of um as being involved with in our approach to capacitating teams and really working with and focusing on how we can enable them um, and really create sort of a sense of independence and capacity rather than dependence mm-hmm. and so that kind of importance of relationships has been something, as I said, that we started off with and has just been something that we've been more and more convinced about the importance of and that that's just such a valuable thing to us and that it seems to be really a valuable thing to others as well. I think that's one of the biggest lessons mm. for me. And I think it's so valuable that it's, you know, it's about the relationship and not just getting the job done. So it's, it's a great lesson to learn and a great hypothesis to actually follow through. Um, yeah, thank you very much to Gabriella Habiton for taking us through Relative's journey. This has been an Impact Insiders podcast powered by Relative Impact. Subscribe to the podcast and make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. For more information about Relative Impact and the work that we're doing, check out our website and sign up to our newsletter to get updates directly to your inbox. Thank you.